If you have ever tried to get a loan or a line of credit or a credit card for your company and you've been turned down, then this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today we're going to talk all about the dysfunctional banking system that is in our world today and how we at The Road to Seven Financing are working to rewrite it specifically when it comes to the loan application and approval process. Now, let me just give you a little bit of a backstory so that you understand why I'm talking about this today. It's just something that keeps coming up as I build out the Road to Seven Capital Incorporated, which is the name of my new company, by the way. The new company is a debt fund that provides micro lending, very strategic micro lending to incredible women entrepreneurs. Right now, we're functioning only in Canada, but my U.S. friends, hang tight. We are coming your way as soon as possible. And so let me just give a little bit of background about micro lending and how it works and how we are working to rewrite and restructure and re-engineer the loan application and approval process. I guess the first question is, why microloans? Where does this come from anyway? I think it's, well, listen, let's be straight up. The reason I'm building this is because I have not only experienced myself the dangers and pitfalls of bootstrapping your own company on personal credit, which is what happens when banks turn you down and you're not able to build up business credit. And I see too many women that are falling through the cracks and are having to you know, stay in status quo because they don't have the capital to invest very strategically into their company growth, or they're leveraging their personal credit and putting themselves in very dangerous financial security risk. I see a lot of that happening, and it's just unnecessary, and we're working to change it. Now, a microloan through our company will be between five and $50,000. Where does that money come from? And then how do you get the money? The money comes from outside accredited investors who are coming in as alternative lenders. That means that they are lending us a certain amount of money for a specific amount of time. We take that money, we pool it together, and then we lend it out to women just like you in five to $50,000 increments based on the need for your company and based on the capacity that your company has for repaying the loan. Now, in a traditional setting, you would be able to access capital in a couple different places. The very first place is always friends and family. 
We always go to friends and family first when it comes time to financing, raising capital, and that's great and all, but not all friends and family have the capacity to invest in your company. And that is where the inequity begins. People who have friends and family around them who do have capital that are sitting around them have a higher likelihood of securing and raising money to be able to invest in their business. Now, their friends and family are taking a big risk on them, for sure. And if it goes south, there are some very tricky Thanksgiving conversations around the Thanksgiving table that will need to happen. But not everybody has access to that kind of a network. The other place where people go are their personal savings. Now, personal savings are there for you in case of emergency, for your future, for your retirement, for when the need arises. When you're draining your financial security blanket to invest in your company, you are saying, I am worthy of the investment. I know I'm going to be able to make this happen but you are taking a massive risk and gamble on your future financial self. And again, here's where the inequity comes into play. If somebody is starting a business and has not had the capacity to be able to build personal savings, they don't have access to that money. If something goes south and they have used all their personal savings and they no longer have that bucket to protect them, then they are now at financial risk. And so you can see our first two solutions are already very risky and already creating an inequity in our society. The third place that somebody might go is a credit card. Now, that's how I started my very first business. I put $10,000 onto a personal credit card, paying 18 to 22% interest over the years. Friends, it took me less than one second to put that charge on my card, and it took me over seven years trying to pay it off. Because the thing about debt, and the th- well, actually, the thing about money is it's going to snowball. When you're invested and earning high interest, it's going to snowball into growth. When you're in debt and being charged high interest, it's going to snowball into more debt. And that's what happened. I ended up having to work harder in order to pay off this credit card that had given me the opportunity to start this company. And for that, I'm really grateful. I am grateful that the company, the credit card company was willing to invest in me and my future. It just cost me a hell of a lot of money in order to fund my company that way. 18 to 24% interest is criminal. It is doable. I absolutely have paid off that card. But it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and sleepless nights. When that debt starts snowballing, it is a scary place to be. And it's really hard to focus in on your company and your work when you're so stressed about money. Another place people might go to fund their company is a personal line of credit. You know, this fits right in with all the other things. You are risking your personal credit rating, which is going to impact your ability to get loans, future lines of credit, future credit cards, mortgages. It's going to impact your ability to make these very strategic moves in your business, all because you just need some money to build your business that's going to have a massive impact on people around you. 
And then the most heartbreaking place that I see people going to access money is these loan sharks or the, you know, payday fast cash places where you think you're borrowing 5000 and by the end of the day, you're going to end up having to pay $75,000 just to pay off the $5,000 loan. They just, they get you and it's so dirty and it's so unfortunate. But, you know, the other place where you could get money is is literally from your revenue. But again, here's where some of that inequity comes in. If you are in a position where your partner is earning money and you don't have to take money out of your company, you can keep reinvesting it. That's amazing. But some people are working because they need to fund their life. They have mouths they have to feed. They need to put a roof over their head. And they don't have that luxury of not taking money out of their company so they can reinvest. And so you can see just even accessing money is totally not an even playing field from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And I know I get challenged on this a lot when I hear people say, yeah, but that's the same for men as for women. And my answer is the same. Yes, you are correct. Men face this same problem. But here's where we go different. For women, women access only 4% of the lending capital that's available. So yes, men have to go looking to friends and family and personal savings and credit cards and personal lines of credit and to loan sharks, but they also have a higher likelihood of getting capital at a lower interest rate than women do. So no, it's not an even playing field. No, it's not the same. The other piece of this equation is that women receive 16% of business loans. So, (laughs) you know, two people can apply for a loan, a man and a woman, with their company in the exact same spot. There is a way higher likelihood that the man will receive a business loan and the women will be turned down. So, no, it is not the same thing. And yes, we are focused at the Road to Seven Capital Inc. solely on women at the moment because that is where the biggest need arises. And so where does the banking system fall apart? It falls apart at that loan application and approval process. It is so automated and rigid that they are forgetting that they are in the people business. When you apply for a loan, you input a certain amount of data, which goes into an automated spreadsheet, which then meets or doesn't meet specific criteria, which is how that loan is approved. There is no room for any personal situation or explanation or ability to show that the data is not necessarily a reflection of life. There's just simply no data to support that or no opportunity in that process to be able to say, okay, I may have a low credit score because I have been running my company off my credit card. I haven't been able to pay it for the last six months because my sales have been down or I've been taking what money I would have paid off and invested it into a marketing campaign, which is just now slowly starting to get the results. If you look just at the data, you're not seeing the full situation of what's going on. And that is where women are falling apart. 
The other side of this is there is an unconscious bias in those that are offering the loans. They don't even know that they have a bias against women. And don't even get me started about being a woman of color going into the bank trying to access some money. So yeah, our banking system is dysfunctional and it's broken. But that is what we are working tirelessly to rewrite here at the Road to 7 Capital Incorporated. What does that look like? It means that through our loan application process, we for sure are going to be pulling traditional data. Yeah, we're going to do a credit check. Yes, we're going to be looking at your business finances. Yes, we take that traditional data into account. But we also are going to be looking for alternate data, data that traditional banks aren't going to look for. And we do that by working with the woman and going through her results so that we can understand why the data is where it is. Just because somebody has a low credit score doesn't mean they are not a good investment. It means they have been using credit in various ways to grow their company and have not been able to pay it back yet. Or they've been pulling more money out of their business than than is needed for them to reinvest to grow. Every situation is different. And so when you apply for a loan with us, yeah, we're going to have that online form. You're going to input some of the details, but then we're going to be meeting with you and we look at the results and we look at your business and we look at potential deal flow, meaning what is the revenue that's coming up for you? We look at your revenue month over month. What are the options? What are the possibilities? Sometimes we're going to need you to make a couple tweaks before we can give you a loan. And sometimes we're going to say, you know what? I know your credit score is XYZ, but we believe in you and where you're taking this money and investing it. And we want to support you along the way. And so taking a loan from the Road to 7 Capital Incorporated is not just getting an infusion of cash, it's also about getting access to our incredible community, our network of amazing mentors, the training that we provide, the coaching programs that we have at a discounted rate. All of these are side benefits of taking that loan. So yeah, There's going to be interest on the loan. Our interest rate will match that of the BDC, Business Development Bank of Canada. We're going to match the interest so that it's fair, (laughs) but we are going to serve those smaller loans that they don't want to bother with. We want to see you as the business owner. We believe in you and the power that you have. In fact, it's our whole it's it's our entire purpose is that unwavering belief in the power and influence of women entrepreneurs on society and on the economy. We know how much you're paying in taxes. We know you're infusing trillions of dollars into the global economy. We know how important your work is for your livelihood. We also know what you do with your money. Women remain the highest contributors to charities around the world. It's all about how you use your profits. It's all about how you use your money. What's an an interesting statistic that I came across from, from the United Nations is that men reinvest about 32% of their money into their family and into education and into the betterment of people around them. 
Do you want to know what percentage women tend to reinvest? 89%. They are reinvesting 89% to improve the quality of life for their children, their offspring, their family, their friends, for community organizations, for those around them. These are the women who we support. These are the women who we want to help build their business. And so, yeah, there's some dysfunctionality in the businesses right now. I'm in talks with a couple big banks who have lots of initiatives that are supporting women in in business, which is amazing. We want that to keep happening. But what these women need is money, and they do not have the ability to lend money on this smaller scale. And so that's where we come in. So if you're listening right now and you you work at a bank or you're a part of you know the women's initiative at your bank and you want to be a part of this, then let's talk. If you are an accredited investor and you would like to have a piece of your portfolio go to not only earning some great interest on your investment, but also doing so much good and having a philanthropic play to your investment, then let's talk. And if you are a woman in business and you know you just need an amount of capital to be able to move ahead with a project or to reinvest somewhere in your company so that you can grow and flourish and do more of the work that you want to do, then let's talk. Just because a system is currently broken doesn't mean there's a solution to solving it, and we are solving the banking dysfunction at The Road to 7 Capital, Inc. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Road to 7. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.